Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a Jackie Cation, welcome to the Dork Forest. It's a very special Dork Forest here in Atlanta, Georgia, here in my hotel, the Indigo. Very boutique-y, very glamorous. Anyway, uh, you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you'd enjoy a determiner. And uh, Patrick, going to fix this audio. Again, it's pretty loosey-goosey. I might level it before I send it to him, is what I'm saying, because uh, I, I uh, have been a hard time traveling with the... With the whole kit, so I'm just going Zoom. Anyway, Patrick Brady, sorry. Hi. You're a lovely man. Okay, and then Mike Rickberg sang the song you just heard with Sarah Cohen, and he'll sing again at the end, and Vilmos fixes the websites. So, uh, that being said, oh, donation button, merch, stand-up shows in your town and in Los Angeles, uh, JackieCation.com. Feel free to donate. I would like $100 from everyone, ever. Seven billion people on the planet. Everyone should give me $100. Okay, sitting in my hotel room with the lovely and talented uh, Sarah Winchester. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? And the lovely and talented William Winchester, is that correct? Will is fine. Will? Yeah, not not often referred to as lovely, but... There we go. I appreciate it. Sure, with that. I'm willing to do it. We're all lovely in audio land. Lovely people. Yes. I had a manager once who told me I had a face for radio. That's actually not true. I made that up. Okay, so uh, you guys live here in the Atlanta area. Yes, yes we do. Mm-hmm. I'm a southern native. Will's actually a Georgia native. Very specific. Yes. Georgia, is that, uh, where are you from in the south that Um, isn't Georgia? All over, like Tennessee, Florida, North Carolina. um, Northern Florida? uh, No, Orlando. Orlando, all right. I'm a Navy brat. Okay, oh, so all over the place, that kind of way. All right, and then, um, and you have a podcast. Yes, I do. Nerdstorian? The Nerdstorian podcast. And it's uh, it's about history. Yes, I have a history degree, and I've been told dork about history since, I don't know how Five. Excellent. Is, so, it, is it the nerdstorian.com? Um, hopefully some, this summer it will be. Right now it's nerdstorian.wordpress.com. Oh, it's a WordPress one? Yes. And do you do through Lipson to get it up on the iTunes? Um, no, I, I actually use uh, FeedBurner. Um, oh, nice. Because I'm, I'm broke. So, right, right, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> your day job is a, uh, that of a, a teacher. Right? I'm a high school teacher. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. If we could take your pension away and hand you a weapon, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So It'd be a small out. weapon because there's not much of a pension. Right. <laughs> just a, I did a show yeah, the other I night. I think you would probably get the short end of that trade. Yeah. It's a, well, I think that uh, it, it's a it's a thing where they want to arm the teachers, and, and oh. they, but in Wisconsin they want to take away the, the pensions. Oh. And uh, so all, all just nobody thinking it through, because you can't arm people that you just took away their pensions. That's it's not a bad life bad. choice. Again, all the education choices are made by people who aren't educators. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And you'd think that they, the theory is, is that they have kids. And that they'd want to care, but they send all their kids to private school, so yeah. they're not really caring yeah. about uh, uh, the walking around kids <laughs> who aren't going to private schools. Exactly. And uh, all right, very glamorous. Uh, <laughs> you, so you enjoy history, so we're probably going to talk about some history. Yes. Yes, right. I'm a um, seriously a huge U.S. history. Um, 
all over the place. It just depends on what I've noticed and am obsessing about at that moment. Currently, is there is it human history? Is that um, what yeah, you're pretty much, pretty much human history. <laughs> yeah, I can't read that scientific history stuff. There is actually scientific history, and it's like, no. what is that? Just the history of science? Sort of. It's like, what did the planet look like and before, mm. and how did humans change it? Like, oh, I took a, a class for science credit in college called yeah. History of the Weather. Yeah. And it was, uh, I did, I had to drop it. It was too hard. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I took weather and climate uh, here at Georgia State because I thought it was going to be the easiest science class I could possibly choose. Right. And it was. Oh, what? Well, it was a success. <laughs> yeah. Well right. done, Georgia State. Yes. And, uh, yeah. University of Wisconsin. They took kids out there. Yeah, they didn't want, uh, I, I took that and I took history of the weather. I thought it was just what people would be wearing. <laughs> I genuinely did. Remember, I was 18. And so it turns out so it was. A I lab. used it when I taught geography to seventh graders to teach about climate. It's like, it's, if it's hot, they wear less. If it's cold, they wear more. They still don't get it. So. They got nothing. They're all seventh graders. Yes. What do they know? Yes. <laughs> so, so, uh, is it, has it been the history of white people? No. Okay. Lots of places, lots of things. It just, um, honestly, through college, it was just whatever I was taking okay. at the time. Rattle off a couple of, c- couple of, uh, oh, history, gosh. geographical areas that you enjoy. <sighs> I love, uh, learning about the Middle East because my. So you're but, talking, you're talking Iraq and Iran and Oman mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, and, um, okay. like, I'm kind of sort of heading towards learning about Lebanon because my dad was actually there in the early 80s. Sure. And I want to know more and I can't say any more because as my dad said, he will kill me. Oh, if does he quote unquote... If if you don't have enough information, he'll he'll get mad at you. No, 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 no. It's a it's a joke. He always said like, um, if you tell anybody about this, I will oh. kill you. Oh, hilarious! Yeah, we we always joke too. Oh, it's because Dad is actually working for the CIA. We're not sure if that's actually true or not. So. I watch a lot of NCIS. Mm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I'm surprised. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes him nervous. Okay. Yeah. All right. He can't watch The Office and he can't watch Navy shows. That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. I could watch that show for days on end. Like NCIS. One episode after the other. And that, we'll, that and Law and Order. It's like comfort food. You know, you know exactly where it's going. It's plotted <laughs> the same way every single time. Yeah, Law, Law and Order I don't like so much just because uh, it does the entire process, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's the cops and then the lawyers and then what? I don't know, the warden? Who's, yeah. who's, who's it at the end? Is it the... Is oh, it I don't the, know. I don't really pay attention to the story. I it's, more like, it's more like putting on like a calming ocean sounds when you're going to sleep. I'll tell you what, we the sounds of whales. Hey, yeah. teaching criminal justice in uh, uh, government classes, pop one of those episodes on, that's for sure. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Oh, because they the track, Yeah, because they'll pay attention and go, oh, I remember that. Just try to stay away from the semen-y stuff. You yeah, be, yeah. You should be okay. Oh, yeah. what do you mean? The, 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 the sex one? The sex crimes one. Oh, yeah. SVU is not... Well, the teaching government to younger, like, they're ninth graders now instead of seniors. And, okay. And so you have to... You, you can't be, get away with as much. With, which is weird because Law & Order, like, the makeup people make everybody look really dead now. Yeah. <laughs> Super dead. And they're yeah. like, oh, we don't care. But if you mention their parts... Please don't mention their parts. We we'd like to pretend the children don't have parts. And you're like, really? Because the kids are talking about their parts to each other a lot. I don't know if you're. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am. Um, <clears throat> what do you do? I work third shift at a university library. I am very jealous. Very much. That's what you would think. Like at first, it seems a little strange, and then you think about it a little bit, and you're like, hey, that would be kind of cool. Like frolicking among the wealth of human knowledge all night long. Oh yeah. 
Nope. <laughs> uh, and then you get there and you do it and you find out that you were actually right to begin with. It's very strange. Um, and Is it, anyone it, there? It shouldn't be because it's like it's like the wellspring of dorkdom, you know? Okay. The yeah. library. It's the the original dork hub. Yeah. Um, so you'd think like you know God, all these dedicated students late night having interesting <laughs> conversations. Absolutely untrue. Ninety nine percent masturbators. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> really? Just, they've come to the public library, essentially. They're not it's even students it's sometimes. It's a college library. We're publicly funded, so we're open to the community. Okay. By community, I mean freaks. You mean um, possibly people who don't have anywhere else to go at night. At about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. It's the cream of the crop. Really. Excellent. <laughs> who doesn't want to wander in? Yeah. I, I met a nice gentleman last night who, uh... My, my new theory is that there's guys... You know how, like, um... Guys, will, it's usually younger men. There's a certain point where it's a finesse thing, <laughs> where you learn that just yelling, hey, and women <laughs> will make, you know, initially when you're young enough, will make them stop and go, what? <laughs> and then you're like, all right, I've made initial contact. <laughs> and then uh, how can I somehow get her to sleep with me? And then so, but it's, it's so, it's so, last night there was uh, some guys on the street here in Atlanta that were like, hey, and I was like, no, I'm in my 40s, leave me alone. I will not be responding to hey anymore. And plus I know that we don't know each other. I don't know anybody here. It's all going to work out. I saw some of that at the train station just a minute ago uh, at Five Points. You see lots of stuff at the Five Points station. Yeah. But there were some guys yelling at some girls and they're like, nope, Mm -mm. nope, just kept walking. That's all you... I mean, really, you got to write a better script than that, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah and tell these, my these, guy students that, too. So it's like, these, uh-huh. these, these college guys at the library, they're, they're just really sexually... <laughs> I don't know. Like, they just haven't quite figured it out yet. Like, you... you uh, I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> their obsession with the male genital genitalia. Like, mm-hmm. their own genitals. Yeah. <laughs> You'll walk into the bathroom... Close the stall, turn around, and suddenly it's you. it's you're just a, it's surrounded by penises. Like right. one person draws one, and then everybody draws a penis, and it's like some sort of publicly funded <laughs> community art project. Of penises, and like they don't even draw them well. Like you spend your whole oh. life looking at this organ. It right. should be the one thing on earth that you can draw well. Yep. But mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. they, they they fuck it up every time. That's, that's, um, do you ever want read Ogloff? Dot com. Uh, no. It's a web series. Uh, supposedly, uh, though I've yet to, because uh, I bought the book for Andy. It's a, it's a dirty com- web comic, and uh, but it's very funny, and it's set in like a sword and sorcery kind of world. Yeah. And um, she draws a penis very well, and there's always noodly. There's always noodly going on every every third or three or four panels. There's some nude dude or nude lady, and um, and there's. And she's she's got good work. She's got it seems to be definitive. She does it. She goes with the circumcised. She's going circumcised. But Oblock. It's a personal choice. And it's usually very very fun. Like sometimes it's not dirty at all. It's just funny. Yeah. And like there was uh, there's these dwarves who are constantly making like essentially one dick joke after they're like we're, we're gonna make the helm of getting laid. I mean it's so it's silly but it's dirty and it's and sometimes it's smart and it's dirty and sometimes it's dumb and it's not dirty, and, but it's always funny and it's always great. And, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Ogloff.com. And have you ever read Rex Libris? I haven't. And Rex Libris is a is about a librarian who <laughs> uh, gets library books back from people uh, inter intergalactically. Oh, cool! So he's the James Bond of 
And they're, I mean, they are great. I tried to read something else. I just bought and ordered a couple other of his books. Okay. And it, they, it wasn't as good. Sorry. Aww. I hope you're not listening. Uh, uh, Rex Liebers <laughs> is amazing, and there's two volumes. And I even bought, I, I got for free, actually, a statue of the Rex Liebers, where he's standing on a monster's. Nice. And, uh, and he's got his gun. And he, I mean, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's a great... I'll put it in the notes. You Sounds tough. Read, yeah, you can read that as you're taking your boring online classes for your library degree. Yeah, yeah. I just got into library school. Library science. Don't even pretend that's not sexy. It's pretty se- I'm I'm gonna gonna say sexy. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again for full effect. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's up? I'm in library school. Come with me and learn about the magic of books. <laughs> they still teach in that Dewey Decimal System? Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's library of Congress classification. That's it. I I enjoy the library, and I but I do get that it's a place for the homeless and it's a place for the disenfranchised. We're a pretty small town, so we get the really. really What's the name people. of the town? Carrollton, Georgia. Carrollton, mm-hmm. Georgia. Out. We say dangerously close to Alabama. Although I do love my Alabama family. I've been uh, to Charlottesville. Uh, which I think uh, had, had a one-nighter I did in a live dork forest. And oh, then cool. uh, then I've been here. Yeah. And I, a friend of mine lived in Savannah for a while. Oh, Savannah's, Savannah's a great, great town. town. Yeah. It's like living inside somebody's mouth. Yes, it's, it's moist. very it moist. It is very humid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, then uh, of cemeteries. I've done a lot of Mississippi and Arkansas in the last couple of years because huh. my husband's family is all from oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So everybody gets cable. It's fine. <laughs> There's, it's, uh, people are like... I swear to God, the first time I went to Mississippi, people, every single person said, is it like what you thought it'd be? And I'm like, okay, you have had bad pub. I get it. Uh, but you seem to be able to read. And you got both thumbs. It's all working out. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia gets the same. The one thing about being a total history nerd is that everybody expects me to do something about the Civil War. Right. It's been covered? No, I'm done. I don't, I'm, I don't, I haven't covered it on the podcast because I don't want to. It's you can't escape it growing up in the South. Right. My high school was built outside of the town of Dallas, Georgia, where there was a battle on the campaign to Atlanta, and right. we had some trenches that the Confederate Army built, and there was a marker right outside our high school. So mm-hmm. we every day, I had friends that were like Civil War reenactors. My mm-hmm. uncle is part of the Sons of the Confederacy out in New Mexico and um New Mexico. Yeah, I, surprisingly there's stuff out in New Mexico. West, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get a lot yeah. Of but it's um, they're like it's cuz they miss it. That's what it is. You're it, like you're not dipped. So you got to recreate it somewhere in the middle yeah. of New Mexico. Yes. It's about 100% libertarian out there. So uh, <laughs> and the I really love the idea. The I hope they're not listening but hi. hi. <laughs> my problem with with uh, libertarians is that they're they're it's gotten to this point where you're like, you're not a libertarian, you're actually an anarchist. And you're like, okay, calm down. We all want plumbing and roads. And, uh, <laughs> these, and are, these are good things. These are good yeah. things. That's why That's why we yeah. had them. That's, I don't know. No. Are you familiar with the works of uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Hobbes? A little bit. And, uh, and John Locke. Do you like those guys? Do you do British there, history? I, I, oh, good Lord, yes. Um, I took a year and a half in college straight. Like mm-hmm. three semesters, um, with the same professor of British history, and then in graduate school, I went back to the same place and took an. I so do you have a master's or PhD? I have a master. I have a master's degree in social studies education, but I'm okay. about to go back again to good old Georgia State online, right? And get another one because teaching ain't working. Very okay, well, so all right. Um, but yeah, uh, 
lots and lots of British history knowledge. You're also do- done with the Brits? I'm sort of, I'm starting to, I'm kind of getting obsessed, I'm, right now I'm obsessed with um, the, the Jazz Age, and I'm getting towards the Middle East, I'm kind of starting to pick up some stuff on the Middle East. What'd you say before the Middle East? Um, the Jazz Age? The Jazz Age. Okay, so like literally... Like I did the, the Mississippi River Jazz Age, like like the like um, people like in the twenties. Jelly Roll, I'm, I'm, Morton. And I'm looking forward. at some of that stuff right now. Um, I'm kind of uh, enjoying the destruction caused by drinking too much of like the Fitzgeralds and the Hemingways, and I'm actually interested in their wives because they just they had a horrible. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about like lost um, the Lost Generation. I th- yeah. yeah. So, so Jazz Age, Lost Generation. Yeah. Go. I like, uh, like, I love, um, there's a great what do you biography. Read? What are you doing? Oh gosh, I just finished actually a historical fiction book called Z, but it's about Zelda, it's, um, about Zelda Fitzgerald. Okay. And who's from Alabama. And, uh, from her perspective, and everybody views her as this crazy, you destroyed, um, Scott Fitzgerald and blah, 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 and you were in and out of the same asylums and stuff. But she's, um, the person did her research and she's just, you feel bad for her. It's this woman who just really wants to do her own thing in life. And it's the twenties and thirties. So women still can't really do a whole bunch of their own things. And she's frustrated and her husband's crazy. And he was very controlling. Wasn't he? he was. Yeah. Fitzgerald is a controlling ass. And so is Hemingway. I've read about Hadley Richardson, Hemingway, his first wife, who is amazing. And he was an ass to her and like slept with her best friend and married her and it was crazy. Where was she from? What was her deal? Hadley was from St. Louis actually. And she was a talented um, pianist. Said that with a straight face. I'm happy about that. Why is that? <laughs> because it, I, I, you teach middle school and high school and you say pianist. And, Sounds like pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, what you guys are really dorks about is our penises. Is that what I'm getting? Mostly, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point. But, like, um, I just also read a nonfiction book um, called The Girls of Atomic City, and that's our most recent podcast was about uh, about the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And I actually lived in Oak Ridge when I was a kid, and I lived in that area for about, I think, eight years until I moved down to Georgia and um, it was, it's the town, the town helped build the atomic bomb. It um, was not, it didn't technically exist on a map until after the bomb was dropped, like literally the day after the bomb was dropped, everybody's like, there's this town in Tennessee. Okay, because it was all classified? It was completely classified. People live, like families live there. Um, Were they all military families? No. It was mostly a civilian workforce. Okay. That were built, like, making this material. They weren't necessarily, like, hands-on with the material, but they had no idea what they were making until the bomb dropped. And what were like, they Holy crap. Um, they were making the raw, uh, not the raw material, but the actual radioactive material that caused the bomb to be radioactive, I guess, is exactly. Um, so they were working alloy. with, like, the, the uranium or yeah, something? Yeah, the uranium and the plutonium and... They did, um, it was one of the places that did, um, the first, like, some of the early testing of plutonium on humans. There was this poor guy I talked about it. Oh, I'm sure as they were uh, building it, they were doing some early testing. They they did a direct experiment on this poor guy. Oh my god. But here's one thing I love about history just before I get into the story. I'm always telling the weird, creepy history stuff. Um, I don't know why. I'm just obsessed with that kind of stuff. That's what Mm -hmm. sticks in my head. And so, of course, this story stuck in my head. This poor guy, Eb, um, who was a, um, a, was working at one of the plants, K25 plant. 
was in a car accident and with his buddies and they all survived but he stayed in the hospital he had both of his legs broken well the doctors didn't set his legs for like three months and they started these injections called 49 it was plutonium so they started injecting the poor guy with plutonium for months before Who was he? this worker this um african-american worker in in oak ridge who had gotten into a car wreck We'd gotten in a car wreck. Yeah. Outside of Oak Ridge? And he or was, inside he, of Oak Ridge. He was from Oak Ridge. He, well, actually, he was, was a Macon who come, he had come to Oak Ridge to work. To work. And were most of the people who worked in these, uh, this, the, this city black? Um, no, it was a, it was a good, uh, it was a mix. mix. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't set his legs for three months so that he couldn't move, essentially? I guess they, I think they wanted to, probably, probably that. Probably just to hobble and. And also, yeah. to, they wanted to see the effects that plutonium had on his bones. They got it from Los Alamos. Okay. And, and they, they thought it might somehow manage Yeah, they took teeth from him. They, they took, like, samples, tissue samples. And they was thought, there litigation at some point where this guy no, was like, not, hey, I, could my grandchildren at the very Not for a long time. He didn't really have a chance. Yeah. Did he die he very well? Well, he, they set his legs. In like after after the in August of 1945, so um, for months he didn't have his legs. So they had to re-break his legs pretty much to reset them. Mm-hmm. And they um, they were about to go take another sample mm-hmm. of him, and he was gone. Just didn't know where he went. Right. There's two official stories. One was that he was discharged. One is he got up and walked out. Right. No one will say for sure. And what we is what there a is, third one where they killed him? Well, what is known? What is <laughs> known is that he did. He did. He, he does turn up in a cemetery in Greensboro, North Carolina, about eight years later. I think it was. Okay. We don't know what his life was like, but if if he, he his official he death escaped. date is like they're in like 1952. His right. official death date is, but if Dr. Mengele let him leave, yes. <laughs> uh, so hopefully but he had eight years this. of something. But like they did this between 1945 and 1947 to like 18 people around the country, in other cities, in yeah. other places. Yeah, like some in Chicago and some in like uh, at Columbia, I think. It's official. Re- it's it's public knowledge now. They they had to release it, but they did. Thousands of experience, experiments between like 1945 and 1974 on people. Okay. And I think like um, President Clinton in the mid 90s um, officially apologized. Offic- they, there was the official apology kind of sure. thing. Sure. But like you were telling me that you read, well, um, they also would inject pregnant women with okay. plutonium to see how fast it got to the womb. Oh, nice. Yeah. Charming. They so would, they would, I hope they, would, they were they doing would, it on Native Americans. They would give it to them as a health supplement. Yeah. They wouldn't tell them. And most of these people yeah. did not know, like, all, almost all everybody did not know it was plutonium. Right. That, that they were was, being given. Yeah. yeah. In the hopes to create Superman. Yeah. So yeah. They were like, that's oh the God. creepy, weird stuff. Like, that's the stuff I remember from, like, you college classes. One? You got another one? Um, gosh. I'm what else do you like? Anything happened in the 20s that you like? Since you're so interested in the 20s right now? <laughs> Who killed themselves with booze? Oh, God. So Besides a million and a, a billion people <laughs> over the course um, of history. <laughs> what was Caligula oh, like? Oh, gosh. He enjoyed grapes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to study uh, 
uh, I was going to be a classics major in right. college until right. I realized I was going to have to take ancient Greek. Um, and then I decided that I didn't want to be a classics major. Uh, and then they said, you have to pick a major. And so uh, I said, well, what's it looking like? <laughs> and, then, and the guy said, well, you have one more credit in poli-sci than you do in history. Huh? So I said, well, then I will be a poli-sci major. Okay. I am one credit closer to getting a degree. Uh, that's a win. Oh, you you just made me think of one. Good. My my favorite story about Andrew Jackson. Okay. You live in Tennessee as a kid. The Trail of Tears? You, well, no. It's a non-trail of <laughs> tears thing. It's a non no, 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 no. That's one like that you love to depress eighth graders with when you talk about the trailer. It's tears. nice. And how uh, the is it the duel? Um, yeah, the duel story. I love the duel story. I always when I introduce Andrew Jackson to students, I always tell the story because I had a professor tell me this story. Um, Andrew Jackson. This is how I remember the story. Andrew Jackson got into a duel. Andrew Jackson was a son of a bitch who just loved to fight people pretty much. He's like, you looked at me wrong, let's shoot each other. He's that guy. Yeah, he became he's president. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's essentially, like, if... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, he got into this duel, and the guy shot him. And he shot him in, like, the shoulder or something. I can't remember exactly. They shot him in the shoulder and missed him. So... Andrew Jackson gets to have a turn. That's how duels work. You right, get to have a turn. Gets a turn. Yes. If you don't do it at the same time, you, get, you both shoot. But if you let the person shoot, uh, yeah. you then have to get the, have the rest yeah. of your life ahead well, of you. Like, I read a historical romance novel that had dueling. <laughs> well, it's it's <laughs> the rule of dueling. I know the rules of dueling are so stupid because it's like, oh, I didn't kill the guy. Crap. <laughs> now right. I have to, no, face I have to it. stand no, 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 here. <laughs> Shake hands and just sort of... I guess he's going to take a beat on me. He's going to really... So Jackson, who's a judge in this area, mind you, he's like this county judge, goes over to the guy. He doesn't even shoot the man. He just takes his cane and starts beating the holy shit out of this poor fellow. Instead of of taking his shot... He beat the hell out of him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe I've heard this version. This That's an amazing version. He beat the crap out of him. Like, well, he had lots of duels, though, right? Didn't oh, he have more he than one? So, has so many bullets in his body that he... Right. If, there, somebody, if, there, if somebody had put a magnet to it, it's... Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Uh, that's right. No worries. I'm clumsy. You're gesturing. Yes. You're excited. I am. Yes. But, yeah, and, you know, that's the kind of person that when he becomes president... Of course, he's going to do crap like the Trail of Tears, and when South Carolina threatens to secede back in the 1830s, he's going to go, I'm coming down there if you guys do not, if you guys secede. Right. He threatened. He was the first one that, they were the first ones to say that they would secede. South Carolina crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, yeah, South Carolina. Hi. Hi, South Carolina. South Carolina crazy in the past. Right. I'm sure you're lovely people now. Except for in Myrtle Beach. (laughs) It's a great place to get fudge. Taffy. Not a book, sadly. Taffy. Saltwater taffy. Yeah. Um, So. um, Shellfish poisoning. Shellfish poisoning? Yeah. Did you? Well, because I'm from Wisconsin. I mean, there's no... I mean, there's crazy everywhere. I mean, yeah, we have, yes, we have of lots of we have lots of serial killers, and then we have <laughs> the Paul mis- Ryan. The, the, yeah, the the whole Midwest is big on the serial killer thing. And, well, somebody was tell- it was Jenny Garofalo telling me that uh, she the Pacific Northwest was full of serial killers, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to uh, be a buzzkill and go. Yeah, I think it's one uh, percent of population everywhere because yeah. there's serial killers. Because I had a true crime, a couple of true crime episodes, and she was talking about how California has a lot of serial killers, huh. and then 
you know, I'm sure there's wherever wherever people gather, there's going to be there's going to be one somebody there to kill them. Yes, <laughs> they will import somebody to kill them. Jeffrey Dahmer. And there's King. a quota. Yes, <laughs> I actually haven't heard of any um, in Minnesota. Which I lived in Minnesota for some surprisingly. Years. Surprisingly, what they have what they have is they have uh, bossy Magoo ladies. They have uh, yeah, and then soft spoken men who wear red shoes and from Lake Wobegon. I love Garrison Keeler. Oh, really? Does he wear red shoes? Yeah. Do you know that Andy Ashcraft always wears red shoes? Huh. My husband. Huh. Nice fella. Yeah. Will always wear a red shoe. Nice. And interesting. Did Garrison Keeler wears... Do you love Lake Wobegon? I have been listening to, like, to Prairie Home Companion since I was three. Like, 1985, my parents driving me, or my, me and my then one-year-old sister around trying to get us to fall asleep. It's like listening to fish. Yeah, I have a hard time. It's very soothing. I still, it I is. love it. I love it. All right. I'd rather watch golf. It's um, maybe because I, I mean, but people love, I mean, I didn't. It's fun if you go what, to what, the what, live what you, show. Oh, I bet. Oh, it's so much fun. There's always live music, right, on mm-hmm. your show. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's, um, there's comedy. Right? Yeah. And then it's more fun watching them all do the voices. Oh, okay. It's, if you look at the movie. Um, that Robert oh, Altman did. Yeah, it's pretty much just like that. Okay. Yeah, it's very similar. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Except people realize they're playing fictional characters. Yes. 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 That's yeah. the main difference. <laughs> but have you guys heard that podcast, uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour? Yes, I love that podcast. I saw one of those live, and oh, it was it blew my mind. Cool. You'd think I'd go again. But uh, I can't have my mind blown more than once. Yes, turns out. yes, yes. Uh, I've only read one John Irving novel. So. <laughs> hey, you only see Memento once. <laughs> my students keep asking. I teach psychology. And my students keep going, can we watch Memento? Because we've already seen it this year. But can we watch Memento? And I'm like, no. I haven't seen it in like eight years. I'm good. good. Yeah, that'll be fine. I don't want to ruin it. So you like historical. I, I enjoy historical fiction myself. Oh, good Lord. I like pointing out the mistakes. Oh, see, that's why I have all, I, the only historical, like, I read romance novels occasionally. Yeah. Oh, those and, are fun to watch. Right, but I only like to read historical romance novels in countries I know nothing about the history. Uh-huh. Because if I know about the history, I'm just like, ah, no My research. My sister loves the Outlander series. What's that? Who wrote? Oh, somebody else was Diana Gabaldon. She okay. loves those books. I got about halfway through them. And where are they set? Um, at first Scotland, and then they come to the States. Oh, like, right. In the, or in right. the colonies. Right, yeah. so uh, I can do Scottish history because I know nothing about it. Yeah, and uh, I can, I you can make up whatever you want about yeah. Scotland. It turns yeah. out. Yeah, it's a. Did you ever read a, a Louis L'Amour book called The Walking Drum? No. You might enjoy that since you enjoy um, the Middle East because it starts yeah. in the, it starts in the British Isles mm-hmm. in the Middle Ages, and mm. then it goes through through Northern Africa, Ooh. and then to China. Nice. The Walking Drum. The Walking Drum. Louis Lord. I thought he just wrote Westerns. Westerns. Uh, he also writes, I've read yeah. all of them. And my he, grandfather was totally into his books. I am so. my own grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones I couldn't read were short stories. Um, and yeah. uh, I, I tried to read Zane Grey, but because he, he mostly just wants to describe the sagebrush. <laughs> he doesn't do a lot of character work. And that, that's what I, because yeah. historical novels, they really, if they're well written, they... Oh, if they're well written, I you know they've written history a lot. Yeah, know? like um, I love Philippa Gregory, and she, I've seen her name. She she wrote the other Boleyn girl, which is more you know that's British trashy. and it's the Tudors, the Tudors. Yeah, okay. um, it's more it's a little more trashy. It's it, but some of her later books afterwards, um, like she currently has a, a series out about the um. The War of the Roses. Okay. The, and it's all about, like, the women of it. And um, it's not 
pure romance novel. There's some romance stuff in it, but it's um, it can be very well written. I also and the history's uh, good. Yeah, she does a lot of research. She actually wrote um, participated in a book of essays about some of these women that she wrote about. Okay. Um, doing historical research. One book I really truly one author though I'm really just in love with for historical fiction is Alison Weir because she just started doing historical fiction in like the last five, six years. How do you spell Weir? Uh, W-E-I-R. Okay. But she is actually, she started out as a historian. She has a lot of books about history. Yes. As a historian, and then she's she's like, let's do this. She's a British uh, history historian. Right. Going back a long time to like... um, Right, the tutors, and she's really, she's really good. So she knows all her stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what are um, your favorite? Uh, do you have a, a book that you reread a lot? Hey, that the maid's going. By. Yes, that'll be great. Um, <laughs> I am currently um, on my fifth time reading actually a um, historical fiction book, uh, The Paris Wife by uh, Paula McLean, uh, which is about Hemingway's first wife. Okay, which got me into the other stuff. Um, it's a great book, and I've. I read it so many times. She, it's a great book. And okay. It's, um, Do you mostly read women authors? I like a lot, I like a lot of women authors. That's um, great. I just remember, I think it comes from my mom, who, I'm the oldest of three girls. Okay. So that helped. Um, but my mom, I remember my sister and I were getting into boy bands too much, like when I was in middle school. <laughs> and we had them up on our door, and my mom was like, please. Can you start listening to like Sarah McLaughlin or Meredith Brooks or any of those people? Alanis Morissette. Wow. I will let you. My mom bought me Alanis Morissette's um, Jaggy Little Pill when I was 13 on cassette. Because you're just not depressed enough when yeah. you're 13. But my mom was Did like. You, could you also yeah. read a separate piece? <laughs> oh my God. But my mom was like, just quit listening to this boy band stuff. Listen, listen to real music. Right. Is Tori Amos uh, at work somewhere? And- I, honestly, I never listened to her when oh, I was good. growing up. Alright. I, I, I missed out. On, I think I missed out on that. My mom's right. born in the late 50s and I was born in the early 80s, so right, I right. kind of was in between. Right. Yeah, but like. My mom was just completely, and I remember my dad reading the liner notes for Jagged Little Pill, and I'm just turned 13, and he sees the language in it, and he's like, Pam, you can't let Sarah listen to this, and then my just, mom's like, she's listening to it. It'll be fine. Because, you know, That's he's a, supposed to be like, no, right. it's your daughter, you can't listen to that kind of stuff. Right, and if you're the oldest, he was trying to do everything right. It, it gets yeah, very bossy. The, the, the my, my 17-year-old sister has made it through. She's about to graduate from high school and is already going, I've done better than you. Well, I'm sure. It's like, okay, Maggie, God. It'll be nice when she's 18, and then uh, doesn't have to prove anything. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm the youngest of six. My parents could give a damn. Uh, <laughs> raise yourself. I hope it all works out for you. How about you, Will? <laughs> You got siblings? I do. I have uh, one younger sibling, um, Amy. Okay, is, one, uh, one boy, one girl. That's nice. Yes, they, yeah, Aww. they worked out well. She, um, she's, she's very pregnant right now. She's uh, having a baby. She's due on May twenty eighth. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I will become an uncle. Will she have a human baby? What kind of baby do they know? Uh, face hugger. <laughs> face hugger. What is that? <laughs> the alien thing. Uh, I don't know that. What is that reference? Who's a guy? You know, that, that's the thing oh, yeah. that implants the aliens, and it like comes out. Oh, and... from the alien movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too scary. Yeah. Yeah. Too scary. Those yeah. movies. They're pretty intense. They're pretty intense. The third one was just. Shy. I barely made it through oh, Prometheus. Prometheus? I thought Prometheus was good. I know you. I mean, it has good. lots of flaws. Did you see Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods, yes. But I have, yes, I have strong opinions about Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Please express um, them. There, this, uh, Joss Whedon's really, really bad about this. He is occasionally just 
way too precious. Like, it's like, you can just, he, he throws off these lines or something, and you can just imagine him, like, fapping to his own cleverness. Like, okay. at that moment. Um, and Cabin in the Woods just really, like, drew attention to that aspect of, of Whedon's work. Um because he just, was just a, really, a, allowed to go without any sort of editing. Yeah, because it was just, just he, that twist about the, the scientist. I don't want to spoil it or anything, but he just hammered it into the ground. Okay, okay, we get it. You know, <laughs> all right. Somebody's pulling the strings. Meanwhile, he loves the, the Avengers movie. So no, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was a great yeah. movie. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Avengers movie. No, we saw that because well we saw that for our anniversary last year. So. Yeah, we were like, yeah, let's watch it. Now. That's Super what we yeah. let's watch it. Over. We, should, we should put it on. Yeah, the that's our thing. Yeah. We watch. We'll go because apparently all the superhero movies come out like the Friday before our anniversary because we were married on Cinco de Mayo. Okay, and we have to go see superhero movies. Like, it turns out Iron Man three comes out. This I know. Evening. I'm excited. Good, so well timed. The day before we get married, let's spend our last night as an unmarried couple going to the midnight showing of Spider Man three. Oh, okay. That turned out to be a terrible decision. That was horrible. Decision. <laughs> yeah. Which one um, was that? It was the one with 20 minutes of Toby Maguire crying and jazz tapping. Oh, you know, I didn't see that one. You're there's, all, I, there's movies that I haven't seen that I feel blessed that Ooh, I never saw. Yeah. Godfather 3. Oh, uh, I still haven't God, finished that one. That was awful. Spider-Man 3, uh, the third prequel to the Star Wars series. <laughs> yeah. um, which I haven't seen. That, that was actually the better of the three. And he I fell asleep, asleep watching it. That's yeah. what I hear. I hear it's the best of the, the early ones. Yeah. So, which is not saying a whole lot. Because they were terrible. Yes. And, uh, so... A couple episodes ago, we were talking about the the new reboot the with J.J. Uh, Abrams yeah. because the yeah, he's just doing he has all to take care the of things right now, like yeah. sci-fi. And they um, give them to everybody. Uh, yeah. Just like one guy, just yeah. one guy. I I like who's writing the new the new Star Wars movie though. I like Michael Arndt. He wrote Toy Story three. He wrote Little Miss Sunshine. Okay, so, so it might be a little like, precious as well. It might be but a little could be good. My little yeah, it could be good. I'm it could hoping. Be a little twee. Yeah, let's do this. And, uh, but the, yeah, I like, um, hmm, what else? You have an EP on SoundCloud, Will? Uh, just some home recordings. Yeah. Old he, recordings that you, you're home, home. Home. Yeah, he just home records at home. Yeah, it yeah. started in January over the holiday break. And, yeah. um, just, you know, occasionally put Concertina? Up. What do you play? <laughs> um, the, uh, harpsichord. I'm really? Harpsichord master, no. <laughs> I can never tell. Like, I've been ma- I've been with him for almost ten years, married for about six, and I still can't tell if he's joking. Or I, yeah, I, I play the pan flute. <laughs> are you Zanfir? Yes, I, I'm actually that man. Yeah. You are the. You did not die. Did you know no. that the largest statue of Athena is in the built to scale replica of the Parthenon in Nashville, Tennessee? Oh, I've wow. been there as a kid. Did not know that. Lots of field trips to the Parthenon. I have never been in it. I have only once a run around it at three in the morning when I, the only time I've ever been in Nashville. I was like, I have to see it. Because I heard about Lebanese. it in Latin class. Uh, a lot of Lebanese people in, in Nashville, actually. Then you can get good fatouls. Yes, my I parents, my parents both went to the middle, uh, middle Tennessee state. Uh, uh, south of Nashville and Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro and my southern accent's coming up Murfreesboro and my mother worked for a Lebanese restaurant um, that actually also served Italian food they called, were called Armando's but it was run by a Lebanese um, family and um, lots of great food there and there's actually there's a town called Lebanon excuse me Lebanon but we say Lebanon right Tennessee there's a town called New Berlin 
in uh, in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I can well, a town called they... Bremen. Not Bremen. Not Bremen. It's Bremen. Oh, you it's down, south down, of Buckhannon. Down, down there you say Bremen. Down there you say which Bremen. Is, which, is, which is adjacent to the town of, uh, not Buchanan, but... Buckhannon. Buckhannon. And next to the town of Tallapoosa. <laughs> which yeah. mean, which used to be called Possum's Town. All right. My parents yeah. live there. Classy. You can hear the so dogs what's... barking in Alabama. <laughs> is, uh, what about Lebanon? Lebanon, Lebanon? Lebanon, it has cedar trees. Okay. That's all I know about it. My dad grew up outside of Lebanon in uh, Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And had and one story after another about the cedar trees? Yeah. He's like, you didn't go to Lebanon. <laughs> you didn't down, go to Lebanon. Sit down. Let me tell you about this cedar tree. <laughs> this thing used to be like mm. three feet tall when we bought it. Oh, look at it now. Look at that. Right up there in the sky. Did you my, know that it's green all year long? <laughs> my dad and my mom and dad actually had t- stories about Nashville people like musicians. Okay. Yeah, my grandma, my great grandmother, uh, my mom's side was um, Dolly Parton's uh, seamstress in the early '60s, late '50s, early '60s. Okay. When she was on Porter Wagner, and she's like the sweetest girl, did not need that wig, and yes, they're real. All right, uh, yeah. they aren't, and uh, she needed the wig, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's fine. But what do you sing? Would you sing? Do you? What, what's the link for I, the SoundCloud? Um, I, I do it under the the band name of Oh the Children. Oh the Children. So if you, yeah, if you go to yeah. SoundCloud and search that, then that's what if you type find. in SoundCloud Oh the Children, or you could go to Google if you want to, or, or Alta Vista. You know, it's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> what I will do is I'll put it in the notes on DorkForest.com. Sure. Sure, it'll be linkable. Awesome. How many songs? Uh, right now, six. Six? I don't have a lot of time on my hands, and I'm still sort of learning the ropes of engineering and stuff like they that. They sound great, um, though. All right. They sound great. Uh, somebody's a fan. And uh, what is it guitar rock? What are we looking at? Yeah, mostly. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a band called The Constellations? Yes. Yes. They're from Atlanta. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I bought both of their albums, or two of them, because uh, they came up in a Pandora rotation. Yeah. And they're pretty good. Yeah, I like, them. I like them too. Yeah, I love. I love. Uh, God, there's so much talent out of the Atlanta scene. Uh, Deer Hunter is just. It's a good band. Oh, it's world. Yeah, guitar rock as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. and you get the so, old stuff, but like Ari oh, and all yeah, those people. Yeah, the yeah. Athens scene, the Indigo Six Girls Collective. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, Indigo Girls, Indigo Girls, Fifty Twos, and then you got the whole Elephant Six, the Neutral Milk Hotel, and the Elephant Six. That, yeah, Elephant yeah. Six Collective, these bands, uh, of Montreal, uh, Nutrimilk Hotel, Elf Power. Wait, is of Montreal from here? Yes. They are. I bought that. I own one yeah. album of Which many one? popular bands. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can show you my you, iPod Touch. My I have to say, iPod Touch after that I have to work. say, you, uh, you should go see a show of theirs because it is, it is crazy awesome. Yeah. To see yes. them live? Yeah. yeah. Like, they sold a song to Outback just so they could have a crazy concert tour. It was great. There was yeah, a giant, he was in a giant yeah. wedding dress, and it's great music, though. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We've seen We've him a couple times. Lots of dramatics. Yeah. Andy told me he's going to play a game this weekend with a guy who's, who's made up a game called Dungeons and Drag Queens. <laughs> and, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> he's like, I need to play that. I need to play whatever that is. That is awesome. Yes. And uh, so yes. you go. You go, Andy Ashcraft. <laughs> play Dungeons and Drag Queens, and then you tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> hey, new thing at Dragon Con probably this year. Oh, right. I do. I, I want to do Dragon Con. Um, we've, we've, we have friends. We've never been able to go. 
Right. But I know it's a huge thing. Like the parade is just such a big deal. Go, I mean, does is it is it a parade outside of the convention center? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go and, and is Dragon Con in the convention center? Or is it I, that actually, big? they're. I think they're moving it to the. This is the first year I think they're going to a con- the convention center, maybe or the Civic Center. They used to do it in hotels around here. Spanned a couple of hotels. Yeah, before. and oh, it's okay. just gotten too big. Right. But it's a giant party. I have friends that go there. There's a lot of weird stuff. I have a friend from high school that takes pictures for Dragon Con. Bit of a party con, is it? It's a, a huge party con. Like, I've heard stories. Like, crazy stories from Dragon Con. So. I, I, I've only been to a couple of them so far, but what the most impressive thing are those costumes. Yeah. There's some serious costume work going down. I have a cousin that goes to a smaller one called Momocon, and he's constantly just gets really dressed up as some anime character. I have no idea what he's I'm talking about. I'm going to AnimeCon in Dallas cool. at the end of May, and, cool. um, and that I'm hoping to see, I don't know, a Zelda. <laughs> uh, but which probably is super tame yeah. compared to what I'm actually going to see. Well, you see a lot of uh, different things, and Typical I know I see monster. a lot of I see a lot of um, Venture Brothers stuff at Dragon Con pictures because Doctor Girlfriend. Yes, because um, new episodes coming out. I'm yeah. excited. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, yes. we got rid of cable uh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm almost tempted to get it again just for. Because yeah. I was like, you know, uh, and I actually said this to Andy. I said, you know, new Venture Brothers coming out, and there was this pause. And he goes. Yeah, but we don't have that channel. <sighs> I was like, I'm going to get the cable again. I was like, no, we don't watch it enough to get it. To spend, you know, 50 bucks a month to the, just the, yeah. to get venture. Because we genuinely never turn the damn thing on. We it's just happen expensive. to get cable through our apartment. That's oh, it. comes with the Yeah, comes otherwise we not other. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, we live right beside the college. Pretty much. So, nice. like, yeah, so they came with rent, but we're pretty much on, like, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. We do not have BBC America. That was is what makes me sad. To know and, what do you want yeah, to watch on BBC America? Doctor Who. And the oh, Nerdist. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and the, ner- the Nerdist. And he got a late-night TV show, I hear, he on uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, love... he's going to be following Colbert, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. Jesus. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, going to be a strange yeah. transition. It's going to be late. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Midnight, I'll, I'll catch it on the rerun. It turns out it'll show the next morning at 10 a.m. Okay. Because it'll be 9.30, 10, 10.30, and it'll be John Stewart, Colbert, <laughs> and then Chris Hardwick. Um, That's cool. But yeah, we love Doctor Who. Like, I got TARDIS nails. Did you, um, have you... TARDIS blue with sparkles to represent space, because I'm a nerd. Oh, the woman enough. did. The woman. I didn't tell it to the poor Vietnamese lady doing my she nails. She probably wouldn't have gotten She, it. I, I don't know. She might have been like, a big sparkles? Doctor Who fan. And I was like, yeah, sparkles. Okay. <laughs> they are good sports, the, the, the ladies who yeah. do nails. They're just like, I could give a damn. Yeah. In other news, yeah. I'm going to go get a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, they're just cranking out the nails. It's one of my favorite things in Los Angeles because you can get super cheap nails. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea why they're all Vietnamese. Uh, but I suppose, yeah. you know, everybody comes and makes pierogies, and those yeah. people are all Polish. Yeah. So it's first generation whatever. And, uh, and it's a deal. Yeah. So, um, I have watched the first five episodes of the reboot of the first season of Doctor Who. We're into Keep the going. reboots. Keep going. Keep yes. going. Please. I mean, it's, we, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, like, I can go back and like that first season a lot better now. Um, oh, because of? Yeah, well, yeah just because I've seen more of it. Uh, yeah, but the, it started out really campy, and it still is, but it's more fun campy. It's not as. Yeah. Is it 
what's yeah? Because it's pretty campy. There was one I saw where uh, the last human was a stretch lady with, with, the, with the talking. <laughs> yeah, going. yeah. She does. She, she does not return. Well, she comes no, back for, for one episode. Oh, like, but I, I think it's like in the past. That's what. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those villains. Because they can travel like, everywhere. Yeah, we really let's, love. Let's not revisit that. Yeah, we no. really love like David Tennant and the current one, Matt Smith. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Ten and eleven. Ten and, well, I don't know what uh, I'm. I'm on what I consider to be one. You're on nine. Am I on nine? That's nine. Okay, and what are we on now? Uh, they're on eleven right now. Okay, so nine. So I'm on nine. Yes, nine's only there for a year. Oh, and then he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so he's he, done. He quits. Okay. Yeah, and then ten comes in. That's David Tennant. Do he, they get a new sidekick every time they reboot the? No, not necessarily. They sort of stagger it. Yeah, they stagger okay. it. Like, oh, so she's around. For she'll be around for like another mm-hmm. season. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and is yeah. it the sort of who's the skinny young guy who's kind of irritating? Matt Smith. Okay. Well, no, are you talking no. about the the, the, the current the, one? Uh, I don't. Okay. Oh, we accidentally watched something out of order. So it was a, a dark-haired, <laughs> skinny dude, and they were on a farm. They were supposed to be going to Rio, and they ended up on a farm where uh, some mole people lived in the earth. That's that's Matt Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen the first five of I guess the the number nine, the bald one, and uh, is he bald? Is he the kind of bald? I'm I'm, I'm also on season two of Fringe. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm slightly yeah. behind in my television. <laughs> I haven't started Fringe, so I'm We actually more watched part of the are, first season I, and we got bored. Cause it, yeah, and yeah. It's, it had some it, growing pains in the first season. Right, and it, as I suppose everything does. Yeah. Like, if I can get over the hump on the Doctor yeah. Who, I'm sure I'm on board. I love Sherlock. Oh, I've, I've seen all the Sherlock. That is yeah. such an amazing show. I've That's seen the all the Sherlock twice. That does the current... We own yeah. Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock is the same guy who does the current uh, Doctor Who. The oh. current seasons. With the new doctor, Cumberbund. No, um, uh, Stephen Cumberbatch. That's the, that's the, that's that's Sherlock, but Stephen Moffat. Yeah, the, the who does oh, the right. Oh, and Hecklin, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. watch any of that? Jekyll no. and Hyde. That's Netflix streaming as well. Oh, I saw the first. Yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah, get on that. Yeah. And, and I've also seen Prime Evil. Ooh. Have you seen Prime Evil? No. I, um, you saw part of it. No wait, I'm I'm totally thinking about a different show. Never mind. It's a Scooby Doo. Uh, portals open up and dinosaurs come through. Yeah, nice. And uh, and there's uh, our Scooby Doo. A band of intrepid uh, yeah. professors have to go stop it. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so uh, I've seen the first two seasons of that. I think there's only three. Right. And it is and there are like six episodes. And I love them all. Yeah, they're super dumb. I love Sherlock. I love Sherlock so much. I grew up watching like the old Sherlock Holmes shows from like the eighties and. Mm-hmm. With Jeremy Brett, that's okay. my Sherlock Holmes. Is that BBC? Uh, it was like BBC and it showed on like PBS, so right. we'd watch it Sunday nights when it'd come on and then I'd have to go to bed. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, my parents, I knew my, my parents really loved Sherlock Holmes, uh, stories and, mo- and movies and, and, um, the Your shows. parents sound like mine where they were constantly making me listen to NPR and PBS. That's my parents. And they're like, is Nova on? And <laughs> you're like, uh, probably. Well, like, super excited about well, my, yeah, like While my friends are watching Dawson's Creek when I'm in high yes. school, I'm watching Roseanne and going, I have no idea what this teenage crap is. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, I know all about Roseanne. And I, I was... Murphy I was, Brown? Were you watching yes, some Murphy, Murphy Brown? Brown. Yeah. I was that little kid that probably shouldn't have been watching The Simpsons, but I started watching The Simpsons when it came out. Sure. I was on Murphy Brown, you know. Cool. I played an airport cop, because this says airport cop. <laughs> to all of, awesome. Yeah, I will be that an airport neat. cop in a dramedy. I will be an airport cop in a, in a mystery. I'll be an airport cop in a 
sitcom. I'll do whatever you want. I busted Jim Dial with that bag of pot. That was that was the last season. Last season. Awesome. Pretty glamorous. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm an extra I'm residuals from Germany. completely yeah. improvised too. Uh, total, the, total, total, total pothead, actually. So you get Yeah, I was, uh, no, I didn't, uh, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> very scripted and I didn't know what I was doing, but the guy who played Jim Dial, mm-hmm. who I tell this story, mm-hmm. I should find out that man's name again. <laughs> uh, because I keep forgetting. It's, no. Yeah. It's, uh, but he was so nice to me because I had never acted in oh, anything. Wow. And, uh, a a woman I knew got me. She was the executive producer, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, you just moved to L.A. I give people I think are funny one opportunity that I, by the way, squandered." Uh, so uh, she uh, she got me this thing, which got me into SAG, the union. So, yeah. Um, but so I did my line, and the 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 director comes over to me and he's like, "Hi, yeah, that was great. Uh, I couldn't see you. Uh, you're not you're cheating too far that way. You need to hit your mark and do this." And I was like. I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> and uh, and so the guy who played Jim Dial came over and he said, oh, I think I was blocking her. And the director just looked at him and walked away and he goes, that's your mark. Uh, turn a little bit that way and just talk. You're good. And I was like, nice. you were the nicest man is in nice the guy. world. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It was super nice. He didn't need to do it at all. And I... I appreciate him. I'm it's an extra really, to remember the Titans. It's, it's really so. irritating, the whole process. I was I was I was in on this this goofy documentary shoot. Documentary, um, quote unquote. I had through 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 a friend. I had a connection to um, a, a prominent a prominent parapsychologist um, <laughs> out of West okay. Georgia, out of, University of West of, Georgia. Yeah, out of, out of uh, so ghost university talk? where I work. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he investigated ghosts. Okay, and so um, they he he had investigated this case down in Columbus. Where uh, this girl reported like possession and you know all sorts of strange sure. phenomenon. So I, I, I went down there with them to do the reenactments of all the stuff that he did <laughs> oh, the okay. first time he went to investigate. I mean, I wasn't there uh-huh. when he did it, of course, but I, I stood in. There. How many times did you guys have to drive into the driveway? Yeah, all stuff like that, like the Eight fake drive ups and fake walking to the sure, door yeah. and saying hello. Well, to you got to get the different angles. Hands. I mean, he you don't get a glimpse into how it's done and stuff. Uh, yeah. So, did were there any ghosts? Did you get? Uh, ooh, what, ooh. There was one incident. <laughs> there was the one incident where we were standing in the bedroom where supposedly all this supernatural activity had taken place. And we were just like, we, we had, uh, Dr. Roll, the, the parapsychologist was just, he was going a mile a minute. He wanted to actually do more ghost research while we were filming this thing. <laughs> as long as we're here. Yeah, exactly. What's his name? Uh, Dr. William Roll. He just, he just, he just passed away last year. Actually. Okay. Yeah, um, R-O-L-L. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we're standing around in this haunted room. And um, we've got our magnetometers in our hands, and we're taking all these readings. <laughs> I am supportive. Yeah, every, Safe space, and, uh, magnetometer, course, go. Yeah, uh, the magnetic fields are fine. Um, okay. <laughs> they are unmoved. They, they are, yes. Uh, and and then we hear this stretching. <gasps> we just sort of look at each other. And it's stretch, stretch. It seems to be coming from nowhere and everywhere at once. It's Ooh. really, yeah, and the atmosphere is kind of charged. They'd been running the smoke machine all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might be the sound bite. They'd been running the, the, the smoke. smoke. <laughs> you if you so watch it, there, yeah, there's smoke. We stood there. there and we heard the scratch, and we were like, you know what? This is probably bunk, but we're going to get the hell out of here. And so we left the house just to go out and hang out, have a smoke, and we went to the next door neighbor's house where some of the other family lived, and we were like, 
yeah, something really weird happened. We were in this room and we just heard this scratching. Yeah, it, was, it was strange. He was, and, and he was like, yeah, squirrels like to get up there and then pops. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then pops. But what about the bathroom? Oh, yeah, that was really strange. The wall strip bleeding? Me and my friend, we, we both had the same deja vu experience at the same time. Oh, that is C. Looking into the bathroom. And it was like what, like transported somewhere else, kind of thing. I think. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was a really odd minute, or yeah. like <laughs> just, just a few seconds. A um, but uh, yeah, also we had the ionometer sure. scope, whatever mm-hmm. it was, uh, <laughs> sitting on the back of the toilet. I guess because <laughs> that's where it goes. <laughs> Small bathrooms to check up on any ghost that might be taking a crap at the time. <laughs> um, and uh, it was actually going nuts. Okay. While we were having this experience. Yeah. So okay. That was super weird. Yeah. I'm that just going to say. That's it. Well, the thing is, is I have had my friend Karen Rontowski, good friend of mine, mm-hmm. ghost fan, <laughs> a paranormal uh, believer. I had an episode with her and Jen Kirkman, who believes in UFOs. Cool. And in both cases of ghosts and aliens, I don't know that they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that they exist, I support your belief in that. I believe uh, that my father will one day be there for me. I mean, you don't know. You don't know what could happen tomorrow. So um, it could. I, I'm. You know, I. Aliens, for some reason, are easier for me to believe in than ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she believes in ghosts. They were on the show, uh, Jen and Grantow, and she had an app for her iPhone called Ghost Radar. Hmm. And she was like, because I could turn this on and you would find out. But you would be creeped out if I turned this on, right? To find out there were ghosts. And I was like, 99 cent app? No. <laughs> no, pretty sure. Pretty sure the mystery It depends. Of... How many stars did <laughs> What's the Yelp review? Yeah. And so, all right, you guys. We barely have scratched the surface. We should have had John separately is what it is. Yeah. It's the way it always is. It's yeah. I had Lindy West on. She wanted to talk about girl night books. <laughs> books about you know how she likes a uh, uh, like young adult titles where yeah. there's a girl night and then she fixes stuff and then it turns out her boyfriend who there is no auditing if you're gonna sit in you gotta sit in right yeah he turns out he liked to read jazz textbooks from oh, the fifties cool and uh, essentially it was all jazz theory <laughs> and just read about it and I was like are you a musician he's like yeah and I said do you play jazz said, no <laughs> do you listen to jazz he goes. Nope. <laughs> just just like to read yeah. lots and lots of textbooks. So, <laughs> so what would you recommend people uh, read? Um, definitely uh, the Girls of Atomic City by Denise Kiernan. It came out in March. Okay. Um, and she's awesome. She's following me on Twitter, which is cool too. Oh, that is uh, neat. And you're following me on Twitter, which is cool too. Sure. And um, um oh gosh, you got what one else? Do we have time to run down the monarchs? Oh, well, sure. What are they? Oh, my king and queen trick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is a fun game. That's a fun game. Great party like, trick. Will's going to look at the list. Oh, we've only, oh, we've only got a couple of minutes here, I think. So yeah. Okay, because because you emailed me and said so I have this weird, stupid trick that I love to do. You could name all the monarchs from Elizabeth II going back to about nine hundred. A nine like mid nine hundreds AD All right. England. Okay, so we are currently at Elizabeth the second. Yes, we are currently at Elizabeth II. Okay. All right. So, and he'll tell me if I'm like missed, like how many I missed. At I'll the tell end. you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, just do the first ten. 
Okay. All right. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, two, George, um, six, Edward, eight, uh, George, five, Edward, seven, um, Victoria, William, four, William, or George, four, George, three, George, two, George, one, and William, Mary, uh, James, two, Charles, two, Cromwell, Cromwell, um, Oh gosh, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, Charles, uh, excuse me, Charles one, James one, Elizabeth one, uh, Mary one, sixteen hundred, Edward uh, six, uh, Henry eight, Henry seven, Richard three, um, Edward five, Edward four, Henry six, Henry five, Henry four, um, Richard two. I'm lost. <laughs> Richard two. Okay. We're Wait. currently in the Plantagenet line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Edward three, Edward two, Edward one. Um, uh, Edward one was what? Fourteen hundred? Thirteen hundred. No, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Okay, good, good. So Edward one. Um, gosh, ooh. Uh, Edward one. Edward one. Edward one. Uh, John, <laughs> Richard, uh, one or two, one, one. Richard one. Um, Henry two. Matilda, Stephen, um, William two, William one. Uh, William one. Oh my gosh, Harold! <laughs> now we're back, like before the even like this is the, before the Normans. The this Normans, is, yeah. This is pre ten sixty six. Pre ten sixty six. Yeah. So Harold, so who was ten sixty six? Who was was it William Richard? William the first? William the first William was bastard. Ten. Okay, got it. Yeah. And uh, so Harold, um, Edward the Confessor, uh, Hartha Canute, <laughs> the Danes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hartha Canute, um, Eg- Eg- oh gosh, I think Edgar, and then Canute, and then Sven, and then another Edward, and then Ethelred, and I'm done. I can't do okay. that. Okay. I think you missed three. Three total? Yeah. Out of like 60, 70? Yeah. Yeah. Fun game. <laughs> uh, me and my friend Mary Skinner used to play presidents. Well, can you do, can you do all the presidents as a social studies teacher from <gasps> junior high? Who's Gosh. currently the president? Oh, Obama. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you've already, you've already yeah, got I already got one. So Who was before him? Um, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, you're not playing, okay? Because then it was George W. w. Right? Yeah, and then W. Um, w. w. Yeah, then Clinton. Then Clinton before Clinton. Uh, Bush Senior. Bush Senior. Reagan. Right. Carter. Carter. Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nixon. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Kennedy. Eisenhower. Roosevelt. Um, you're, yeah. Truman. You should not. Oh, oh, dang it! I always forget Truman. I don't know why. I'm fine through the Truman, 1900s. Roosevelt, Hoover, Coolidge, Coolidge, Harding, mm-hmm. Wilson, what Wilson, and Taft, Roosevelt, Teddy. Yeah. yeah. And I get mixed up with the like late 1800s. Like I start getting Rick Garfield and and, and like it's McKinley, and, and then, then I can't remember the Harrisons and the, the Cleveland. Cleveland served two different terms, separate and right. It's all craziness, yeah. right? And then I'll skip all that. Grant, <laughs> there we and go. Then you go to Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember Grant. Yeah, uh, Grant Johnson. Wilson, Grant, Johnson, Lincoln, Buchanan. Excuse me, Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Buchanan. Um, Monroe? Monroe was way back. Another ten years earlier? Buckhannon, and then it's like... Buchanan. (laughs) Dang it! (laughs) I I blame Georgia. Your southern's coming out. It is. Um, Polk was before Buchanan. Oh, yeah, 1848. Yeah, because my, um, 
I have an ancestor that was his doctor. Uh, yeah, which is kind of funny. I had a teacher who was, what the heck was her name? She was my Latin teacher, Pierce. Huh. Uh, they changed their name. They changed the spelling of their name because yeah. they hated Franklin Pierce so much. I have a... And, uh, I have a <laughs> that's how long her family's been in this country. We just got here. We just got <laughs> off the boat. I have a distant relative who is the longest-serving House of Representatives speaker, uh, Sam Rayburn, who launched Lyndon B. Johnson's career. I found that out. All right. It's like a cousin, 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 cousin. I was like, so my joke to my history professors, and they got it, and they liked it, mm-hmm. was my family is the reason Vietnam happened. Oh, sure. It's <laughs> totally your fault. <laughs> because yes, that, that, that my cousin got Lyndon B. Johnson into politics. So, All right. There we go. I think Lyndon B. Johnson would have gotten into politics. Yeah. I read some biography of him, and not all of it. I'm not gonna leave him. Yeah. I'm gonna try to kid to you people. <laughs> no, there's I, some. He was a teacher. He, he was, was a teacher. Uh, and he, he and he was a likable, likable man. Yeah. But he was. Uh, it was a. It was a very dense. I read it in the. I read 45 pages of a of a <laughs> biography on Lyndon Johnson that was in the New Yorker, in the one year that I got the New Yorker, and I should have kept every. Just keep coming. We right. have it. That's the thing. We I thought we kept stopped those it. 52. Just, yeah. And then I could still be reading. We stopped. We thought we stopped their subscription, and it's still coming. That, yeah. Week after week, and you're not even uh, it's ten, ten pages into the last one, and then the next one comes. And like, uh-huh. You're like, I'm a terrible intellectual. <laughs> I'm awful at this. How about David Foster Wallace? Have you read him? Um, I have, yeah. I, I got about 400 pages into Infinite, Infinite Jest. Mm-hmm. Um, this week's episode that's just dropped. It's, I understand it's uh, it's dense, and it doesn't end uh, with any sort of definition. Yeah. No. But it's yeah. supposed to be uh, beautifully written. I'm sure that I'll finish it one day. Yes. Um, I tried the um, Haruki Murakami book, uh, 1Q84. Oh! It's like, I tried it's to read like that. A, it's like a, it's huge. 1Q, that's it's, a science like fiction a novel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have that on Audible, and I have not been able to yeah. get through it. The good thing Did is... Did you write that? Uh, that was um, Haruki Murakami. Um, Mirakami, yeah, okay, the Japanese author. He, oh, yeah. um, that, looks, that sounds familiar. He's he's famous for his dream logic and his stories, and really like a lack of self editing. Um, he's, he's probably got the hardest working editor in publishing. Sure, and I'm I'm, I'm that's fair, not I'm, allowed to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain one Q eighty four is some sort of practical joke on the entire literary. <laughs> We've establishment. only you've only read part one though. There's three parts. That, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've but only read part it's, one it's, too. It's huge. Like, it's like he edited too. nothing. Um, the American version. Version of paperback had to be put the three different paperbacks. Yeah, okay. Because there's so many. Repeats so much things of it. constantly. The, yeah. the, the great thing is you can put it down for months and then yeah. go back to it. And, and not worry and about know exactly where you've been because he will tell you exactly where you've been <laughs> over and over and over again. I listened to the um, Da Vinci Code one time on tape. Uh, cassette tape, you remember? Yes. Uh, in my car. At least you didn't strain your eyes on it. That would have been a waste. And I'll I, tell you what was a waste. I could have at least skimmed it if I was reading it. <laughs> because uh, when you listen to it, you always think, oh, I'm going to miss something. And uh, he recapped every chapter at the beginning of the next chapter. <laughs> oh, and I I would, like, the that. chapters are four pages long. Right. And I, want, and I would say out loud in my car, we were in this together. I was just there with you. It's okay. We don't need a recap <laughs> of what has just is, occurred. Is it Dan Brown reading it? Thank you, God, no. Okay. 
don't know. I don't know who it is. Uh, I've I like, never read those books. I don't I like. Him. I saw him on Good Morning America one time, and he was like, they had him on the set uh, that was supposed to look like this huge stately library. <laughs> and he was holding his new book, and I was like, oh, you intellectual, you. I think it's one of those books that my dad just buys at the airport because he's about to take a long trip, and he knows he sure. reads. He, my dad has stacks of like sci-fi books that are. Some of them are classic, Asimov and all that from when he was a kid. And some of it is just like... He just burns through it. what are you doing? Yeah, I'm part of my brother's Audible account because he's in his car all the time. He's like, I buy things uh, by how long they are. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me with this? And uh, Well, has a professor who is now known for that. Like an old professor of his. That's Yeah, that's how he started off. And he's going to be at Dragon Con this year because um, of the books he wrote for Airport airport fiction. Fiction. Who is he? A.J. Hartley. Oh, I've seen his name in airports. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's, he actually works at the University of North Carolina for Shakespeare. Ranger so. of the Dork Forest, Vanessa, mm-hmm. uh, in Aspen, Colorado, Aspen, Colorado, uh, Austin, Texas, last week in real time, gave me two books by this guy, Nicholas Blake. Huh. And Nicholas Blake is a, it's not his real name, it's a, it's a, Spacing the word pseudonym, yeah, pseudonym. He was the poet laureate of the UK in the 30s, cool, and uh, needed money, and (laughs) so wrote some crap. uh, Poet laureate does not pay, right? So (laughs) he wrote these pulp fiction, and they're mysteries. And this is the first one, a question of proof by Mm -hmm. Nicholas Blake. And the first half of it is him essentially whining about how he has to write a a novel. He's like, well, if I, you know, and I don't know, and I finished it. I still don't know who the narrator is, but it feels like it was Nicholas Blake because it was just him going, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, but it's incredibly well written. This was written in 1935. Nice. And it would be like playing um, catch with like an NFL football quarterback who was just like, catch with you sure and he's and you're a half a block away and he's just like thwap and he literally you can tell he's phoning this in but around a page 140 or I don't know whatever uh, about a third of the way through the book he starts to have fun with it oh and he is like, oh, I like this character. And so then it becomes funny. <laughs> he pleasantly surprised himself. Yeah. He has pleasantly surprised himself. Nice. So he ended up writing like 10 books. Wow. And no doubt buying land and uh, <laughs> affecting change at a grassroots level. Nice. Anyway, I feel like I've talked a lot during this episode. So uh, yes. I'll come back to Atlanta, Georgia, and we yeah. will have each of you on separately. <laughs> And you will dryly hold forth, uh, Will uh, Winchester, about the things that you enjoy, and you will animatedly hold forth, Sarah Winchester, (laughs) as I do. Thank you so much for being on the show, you guys. Thank you for having having us. us. No problem. Take care of each other out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?